Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, this is Maggie Gia, otherwise known as Poison Ivy on Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Yes, we indeed are listening to Geek Vibes TV, actually. Um, we should maybe get some uh, Geek TV uh, drops in, in there somewhere at some point. Um, but welcome to Geek TV. This is, I believe, our fourth or fifth episode. Um, right Joel's more... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, Joel's more knowledgeable on how many episodes. <laughs> I'm horrible at that. I think we're uh, at five. I'm not sure, though. <laughs> yeah, I think it's at five. I'm going to hold you to that. All right, without further ado, let's start with the first show on tab. Let's start with Supergirl. Um, this Ooh. is a very interesting episode this week. Um, I did indeed watch it, contrary to mm-hmm. belief. Um, really? Maybe maybe an hour before we started, but it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I saw it. I did I enjoy this episode. Yeah, yeah. honestly, I did. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it taught me a lot about this show going forward and a little, a very little about life. Um, it taught me I don't want kids. Um, oh. If my child's anything like uh, that lady's daughter, I'd kill her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> putting herself in harm's way to see if her mom is a superhero. Yeah, not not the yeah, best thing no. to do. Uh, like uh, Invincible. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, that was just very not smart. Um, but no, no, seriously, the episode itself, I really enjoyed the villain. Um, I have this thing with psychic-powered villains or psychic powers mm-hmm. uh, on television. I'd mm-hmm. like for me not – I'd like for it to seem – a little bit more believable. Like I'd prefer if the psychic wavelengths came out of her hands and not necessarily her head. Cause it just never mm-hmm. looks right on television. Movies. It always okay. looks perfect right. on television. I always have a problem with that. I prefer it to come from like her hands. Um, but I did enjoy the villain. Uh, I can't remember her name to save my life. Sai. 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 Okay. Sai. Cool. Yeah. Um, Really cool villain. Uh, Kara had to overcome some demons. Um, yep. You know, that that was very tough for her. I thought she was freaking out about her being in the pod, but turns out it was her fearing she killed Monel by having him mm-hmm. uh, put into a pod. Um, also, another huge thing, uh, what's her name? Lana Luthor, now Lina, owns Lina. Kako. Right. Lena. Is it Lena or Lana? Lena, it's not Lana. Lena, sorry, Lena. Lena Luthor now owns Kako. Um, it is now hers. Uh, her and Jimmy were kind of button heads a little bit about, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, direction going forward. Um, mm-hmm. And the biggest point of the episode, McGann comes back to tell John that he needs to come to oh, Mars to to help her uh, to help out Mars for whatever's going on on Mars. We assume it's the White Martians. Uh, destroying their people. So, Joel, out of all of that, um, tell me your thoughts on this week's episode of Supergirl. 
Well, I did take a couple notes. Like you mentioned a couple of them already, like Lana, Lena Luther or Lena Luther is the new owner. Catco, which caught me off guard because I swear to God, I, I didn't even hear that part last week. I'm like, wait, 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 when did she take over? Apparently she did mention <laughs> it last week towards the end. I'm like, oh, I don't even remember hearing that. <laughs> um, yeah, like you said, there was a little power struggle between her and Jimmy. Uh, he like used to run and shit because Kat has been away for so long and now that she's not in charge and Lena actually wants to have a, a desk in the office with them <laughs> like really uh, like one of those bosses that are always around what do they call that when they're uh, I forget the name for it but they're like always on top of you there is, yeah there is a name for it. Um, it she's pretty much micromanaging them micromanaging rather than, yeah, exactly right, rather than just letting the business run the way it's been running since Kat's been right. gone. She'd rather micromanage everything. Yeah. Especially now that's her new company. And I guess like, uh, Luke, what are Elcor is what they called it. I guess Elcor is running yeah. itself now. Cause she's like, then it's going to focus no, on Kat Co. It's, <laughs> it's not. Wait, I, I, I forgot to make that point in my, uh, my opening statements. Um, mm-hmm. the lady, Arias, I believe is, is her last name. Her first name is Sam. I do remember that. Yeah, uh, whose daughter thought yeah. she was a super a superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's now running yeah. L Corp. Um, oh wow! She's All now right. running it. Yeah. At the end of happened? the episode, um, Lena Lena tells Kara, you know, she introduces her and she goes, she'll be running things at L Corp while I'm here. Remember, because uh, oh, Lena right, right, started right. the episode. She started the episode off by saying she had someone that was going to fill in for her, so she can kind of mm-hmm. you know operate the day to day at Cat Corp. I'm sure the name of that will change at some point. Um, but yes, Possibly. Sam, who I believe is going to end up being the main villain for this season, yeah, is yeah, the um, is running things. Yeah, is running things in L Corp now. I forgot to mention that. Um, so I just want yeah, to point out, but go ahead. I'm I admit, I, it seems that every time Lena Luthor talks, I tend to like ignore because I'm like, that's the second time <laughs> I, <didn't." laughs> I just feel like completely missed it again. Uh, sorry, Lena. <laughs> Uh, I would get mesmerized. She's very pretty girl. <laughs> yes, um, her eyes is so uh, beautiful. Right, she's just that has that mesmerizing look. So I'm like, I don't even know what she said. Obviously, um, <laughs> Alex and Maggie uh, are gonna are seen to be having a little bit of a a, a bump in their marriage. Uh, the whole kids thing came up, and I don't know how you skip that part to and get right straight to like proposals, but. That's really something you should talk about before you propose to someone, but I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> this is me. Uh, I'm talking, talking about a person. I got the kid first, then I got the marriage. But, you know, I'm a little backwards. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, um, listen, listen. <laughs> I get it. That's not yeah, a bad thing like, at all, man. It's a blessing. No, it's it's a, a blessing, so it's not a bad thing it, at all. It definitely is. It's not always the right way to do it, but I, that's how it worked out. Um yeah, so this kid, the new character, Sai, she definitely uses fear. Uh, at least that was how she was using her psychic ability. She kind of had, like, this uh, scarecrow thing going on where she, your worst fears would come out and all this extra shit. And that's how she uh, robbed so many banks and even used it on Supergirl, which worked wonderfully because she used her insecurities against her. And really, the whole time she thinks it's like she's, like, insecure about herself. And it's just really, she's feeling, again, bad about what happened with Monel and feels responsible for killing him, even though he's not dead, at least. That she knows of. She don't know really what happened. She just knows he went back out into space so he could not die. Because if he stayed on Earth, he would have died. So that's really what just happened there. Um, what else we got here? Uh, when um, when made like this device to counteract size ability, that didn't really work. So, so Supergirl had to like figure out. 
work through her fear in order to defeat her. And as soon as she did that, it was kind of a breeze for her. Um, and that's really, that was really most of the episode. <laughs> I think we were through it pretty quick. It was a pretty decent episode. I liked it. Wasn't bad. Um, and yeah, like you said, I can't wait. Like next week's episode looks crazy, so I'm really excited to see how we get. We got a lot more Martians next week. Yes, we will. And the more Martians, the better. Um, For sure. <clears throat> before we go any any further, we haven't in the past few weeks. But do you want to touch up on the gifted before we go into the Flash? Uh, we can if you like. I, I I'm ready for that. I didn't take uh, yeah. notes like I did with the others, but I I can wing it. <laughs> do you remember a lot of it, or should we just save it for next? No, week? I remember it. Oh, we didn't even cover the okay, other cool. one, so we can like do it. Like, no, as, we like, didn't. Uh, so we hodgepodge. <laughs> yeah, we can kind of just do like an overview and then touch a little bit on this past week's episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Gifted uh, definitely is a show that caught me off guard. I thought I wouldn't like it until I actually started watching it. Um, Kobe Bell, I loved him from um, Burn Notice, a huge fan of his. Um, Jamie, what's her name? Jamie, uh, is it Chung? Oh, yeah, yeah, Jamie Chung. I think Chung, yeah. Yes, who plays, um, what is her character's name? Blink. Well, that's her code name. (laughs) Blink. Her code name, Blink. Um, I love this well, show. I really seriously do. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, at least for now, because I don't think they call her Blink yet, but uh, that that is oh, what right, she right. will be, at least be called. <laughs> She'll become Blink. Um, right, exactly. And I'm really, I'm really surprised that they're making this show so much about her right now. So, Polaris. Right, right. Uh, well, let's let's not get too far ahead. Um, this right. show started, <laughs> off, started off great. Started off with Blink escaping from police. Um, she ended up opening a portal, um, you know, that, that helps her escape from them. She then ran into the other mut- uh, mutants, um, I believe it was. I cannot – it was Polaris, and I can't remember the other two characters' names. Uh, talking about Eclipse and um, Thunderbird? Yeah, I only know them by their code person. names. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I, that's fine. Uh because they're going to eventually go by their code names. So that's fine if we just go off the code James names for now. And, and, that, it better helps me remember who they are if we just go by code names. Um, right. You know, so they, they were banding together to help save uh, Blink. And, and uh, you know, with them trying to save Blink, uh, Polaris ends up being the one that gets left behind to save the others. Right, um, right. She gets arrested. Uh, then we go she to does. the Strucker family. We go to the yep. Strucker family. Um, we see, you know, they're a normal family. The husband's job is to put mutants away. Uh, after the whole incident, which I'm kind of glad they didn't really touch that much on the, the incident, because for now, I just keep it's assuming that the incident is, I keep assuming that the incident is what we heard about in Logan. So that's what I want to keep it as until they tell us otherwise. Um, and I just want to say for everyone listening, we do not know that any of these X-Men films in this show are connected, but I'm right. just going with that because that's the only other time we heard of, quote-unquote, the incident is from Logan, uh, where Xavier uh, kind of over-exasperated his powers and it killed all the mutants. Um, so I'm kind of going to go with that and assume that's what they're referring to. 
yeah. because we yeah. do know a large portion of we do know a large portion of Logan mutants kind of weren't weren't okay to be outside anymore. Well, they were they, they ran out. Come like, out. The mutants were dying out. That's what happened in uh in well, Logan. They were, and the incident they were right. they were well, in Logan. They mentioned also that ever they they, they there was a lot of deaths. <laughs> and at this point, we only know that the X Men, at least in uh, the Gifted, are are missing, and then the Brotherhood. Yes, very true, very true. Um, where's that? Oh, oh. So we left off at the Strucker kids. We see that the right. father's job not to is be to confused put with the Von Struckers. <laughs> yes, not to be confused at all. Um, <laughs> so we see that they're a normal loving family. Uh, we see that the son gets picked on a lot. Uh, the daughter is kind of the the pretty one who wants to date the popular boy. Uh, so we found them him? out of school. <laughs> yes, invisible woman, pretty much. Um, so we fast forward to where they're at a school dance. Um, the brother tags along, even though he shouldn't. Um, right. The bullies uh, show up at the school dance. They see him. They go to the gym, the boys' locker room. They start to pick on him. He then begins to get really upset and use his powers. Um, and he pretty much is starting to destroy the school when his sister comes in, calms him down, and saves him from, like, killing a lot of those kids um, right. because of his him being upset. Um, so, Joel, you kind of want to take from there and then kind of lead us into this past episode? Um. I'm trying to like think what happened in the last episode so I can try. I know, I know they went to the hospital because Blink got, well, did she get hurt or did she get sick? I know she was, I think she got hurt, right? Cause she used her power to no, help them out. She, um, when she used her power, it started to bend uh, space and time. So portals right. were opening from everywhere right. and it was draining her. Um, right. So not this past episode, the episode the before, following. Right. right. The episode before, they went out to go get her supplies to kind of calm down her body and allow her to properly heal. This past episode um, is the one where I can't remember the the mother's name, but she goes, um, she leaves the, the mutant hideout to go seek her right. brother for him to kind of help them. Right. The mutant underground to help her, uh, help her and the kids escape. Um, right, right, right. Her brother's her brother's son, her nephew, um, kind of gets her son to use his power. Right, this past episode. Kind of gets her son to use his powers. He bends one of the trophies. Uh, the nephew then, like an idiot, sends it to his friend who sends it viral. Uh, so a lot of parents in the neighborhood Asshole. showed up at, yeah, exactly, showed up at her brother's house to come uh, not only capture uh, those mutants, but to get rid of them. Right. And then I, I think, right. and then after that, uh, God damn, I forgot the code names already. Uh, uh, Eclipse and Thunderbird show up. Eclipse and Thunderbird showed up. No, they uh, remember they came. They tracked her. They didn't know she was, she left. Right. right. Thunderbird after, found after out right. she left. Mm-hmm. Right. And then tracked her. They showed up there to help them uh, to bring them back. Because right, if they right. escape and they get caught, it leads back to the mutant underground, and that's not good mm-hmm. for anybody. And then the kids went nuts um, and blew up the door and took out all the guides. And then they ran for yeah. it. They went back to the truck, and they, they escaped. Uh, but then they get chased. So that's like now it's a chase. And then you have um, 
Blink, they, they want Blink to help out, but she's not confident in her powers because of the last episode. She's still not 100%. So what Dreamer does uh, is uses her powers to convince or to, to convince Blink that she's in love with, with James or, or Thunderbird. And that helps her uh, her powers out so she can access it again. And then she, she uses her powers and does help them out in the, in the truck. She opens up the portal and then their truck goes into the herd portal and then she goes in and everyone's okay after that and that's how they escape <laughs> basically yes that is um and we're left off with it ending to where well first of all a huge thing was polaris um is in jail now that jail yes. is specified for mutants um they have technology to uh, master yep. powers, so they're not just in prison killing a bunch of inmates and, and cops. Um, so Polaris right. has this, uh, it's this thing they put around their neck, the master powers. It's, now, it's like, right, it's like Genosha. If you watch old X-Men cartoons, and yes. Genosha used to have the yes. collars. Exactly so like, exactly. Takes like their that. powers away. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so Polaris being the super badass that she is, um, overpowers the collar a a slight, a, a little mm-hmm. bit, enough right. to remove her door off the hinges. She right. then, you know, almost passes out. Her nose starts bleeding, obviously, because between her overusing her powers and the fact mm-hmm. that that collar is going overtime to stop her from using her powers, um, it definitely took a lot out of her. Um, so we pretty much ended the episode with next week, what was the preview for next week? I'm trying to remember. It. They were they were uh, gonna help. They're gonna finally go uh try to break uh, uh, Polaris out of jail. There we go. There we go. That's, that's um, what they were gonna do. Finally. They're <laughs> they're gonna do. They are racing against. Yes, they're racing against time because if Polaris does get transported, they will not know where, and she'll be, right. God knows where, and then they'll never be able to get her back. Um, right. Just for the listeners who aren't that familiar with the show or maybe seen like an episode or two. Uh, the reason why it's very vital, well, especially to, um, I forgot his, his name again, Joel. I am horrible at this show. Uh, Which one? <laughs> Which one? The, the one who has the, the, the light powers. Uh, his, his code name is Eclipse. I, I forget his real name. Eclipse. Too. Okay. That's yeah. fine. We'll just go with his code name. Code name Eclipse. Um, he is in love with Polaris and Polaris yeah. is, for for all we know, still currently pregnant uh, with yeah. their child. I mean, I don't know, so but yeah, it, she got kicked pretty hard. Yeah, we don't. She got kicked super hard uh, by one yeah. of the inmates. We don't know that, right. but we were exactly. we were not told otherwise. So we're just going yeah. with that she is. Um, right, right. So it is very important to Eclipse to get her out of prison. Uh, Thunderbird is. doesn't really agree that much. Uh, he kind of doesn't want to risk everything they stand for to save one person. Right. Um, but, you know. So it's it's going to be a – right. But, you know, he knows if he doesn't help, Eclipse will just go off and do something stupid and end up dead, and then Polaris will end up God knows where. Oh, uh, um, okay. I, so next I got week, their real names. I got their real names, all right, so so we can clarify. Okay. for people, cause they, don't use their, they obviously don't use their code names very often in the show. Um Jamie Chung's character is Blink, and her name in the show, though, is Clarice. And you have okay. uh, Thunderbird, obviously we've been calling Thunderbird. His name is John. I thought it was James. I'm thinking of uh, uh, War- Warpath, his brother. Um, 
uh, Emma DeMont plays uh, Polaris, who is also Lorna Dane. I don't know how I, keep, I forgot that, but that's that I did forget. Um, <laughs> we're, no, <laughs> Dreamer. Dreamer. Uh, I, don't, I don't know her real name, though. Where is Eclipse? He disappeared. I lost him. <laughs> oh, there he is. All right. Uh, Marcos. That's his name in the show. Marcos. Oh, okay. Perfect. So, so now um, we know Marcos and John. Yes. So next week's going to be a lot of fun to see how they try to break Polaris out of prison. Um, one quick thing I wanted to mention before we move any further was with the last name Strucker, would I be wrong to assume that the son's powers are anywhere near related to how strong the Strucker kid was from X-Men United? What's Strucker kid? Remember uh, Strucker? Um, Striker? X-Men 2? Strike. Oh, wait. Are, are their last names Striker or Strucker? Well, the Struckers are on the show. They're called Strucker. But you're thinking of Striker. From X Men United. That is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but the Struckers. That is what I'm thinking of. See, they don't tell you, but at least what people people are saying that this might be because obviously Marvel and Fox have dual rights. Uh, they already used Baron von Strucker in the Avenger movies, so they can't use von Strucker. So maybe they used Strucker, and in the comics, there, Baron von Strucker has twins, and the twins do have powers, and they become the Fenris twins. It's possible that they become the Fenris twins, but we don't know. And they're bad guys in the comic books. So I don't know if they're going to be bad guys in this. I'm not totally sure if that's what people are speculating about. And there was some, an allusion to a, a, some, an incident that happened in the 1970s with twins. So it might be related to the Struckers of, of current, but I don't know for sure. So there's a lot of mystery in this show. They're leaving a lot of things open to speculation. Yeah, they are. Um, and it, this show has done a really good job keeping us on edge. I know Joelle loved uh, a little Easter egg that show had with the uh, the X Men animated series, the uh, the yes, ringtone that he had on his yes. phone. Yes, that was awesome. Joelle yes. definitely loved that Easter egg. Yeah. And they they revealed um, Polaris's but, green hair. Uh, I think in the sec- the second episode when she was showering, the black yes, dye was did. coming off. I'm like, that's awesome. Yes, <laughs> like, that's did. how she's and, green hair. And so our listeners know Polaris is indeed the daughter of Magneto in the comics but we don't know if they're necessarily going to mention it uh, anytime soon in this show. Uh, We know there's a lot about her past. She is not telling us, Mm -hmm. um, or the team does not know. So I wonder how the team's going to react when they find out that um, her father is Magneto. Right. That'd be interesting. Especially they, they, so they mentioned the brotherhood and the X-Men a couple of times, not too much. They haven't gave, they haven't went by uh, first name basis with anybody yet. Um, but who knows down the right. line if they do bring out the fact that your father was the leader of a terrorist group, like legit. That's what the Brotherhood basically became. <laughs> but it is yep. what it is. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to see where this show goes, and that's why it's it's really exciting. Yeah, definitely. And this is definitely a show to look out for. It's definitely a sleeper. It's not getting enough attention. That's why I mentioned mm-hmm. it being a sleeper. So I definitely hope more people tune in so we can get a second season of this show. Um, sure. But all right, let's move. Let's move right along to The Flash. Wow. What a fun Flash. episode. Yeah. Um, it was. This show, when they said they were going to go more lighthearted and less dark, especially the the extreme dark season they had last year, they were serious. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely full of laughs. 
full of uh, fun moments, funny moments, lighthearted moments, less edge of your seat because someone's about to possibly get killed. Um, so that definitely makes this more interesting, but a lot came out of this episode. Uh, number one point I wanted to hit to was the Easter egg from this episode. We know from Arrow last week that uh, Oliver Queen was outed um, right. as the Green Arrow. So in this episode, Barry and Iris, it's centered around Barry and Iris uh, working on communication with each other. So they go to uh, therapy. Uh, as right. Barry and Iris are sitting down waiting for the therapist to come in, Barry glances at the newspaper with the headline of mm-hmm. Oliver Queen as the Arrow. He just kind of looks at Iris like, what, what the hell happened? Like, what's, what's yeah. going on? And then she kind of just gives him the look of like, we'll, we'll talk later. We'll find out later. Uh, right. So that was definitely a fun moment. Uh, we did see the tension between Barry and Iris towards the beginning. Mm-hmm. Iris gave Barry an instruction. Barry totally went the other way with it. Um, and it almost got not only the people working construction uh, possibly hurt, but definitely would have killed the driver if Barry's right. uh, power was not speed. That guy most definitely would have died. <laughs> um, so there's definitely more stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's definitely more stuff for Iris and Barry to kind of iron out to become more of a team. Barry does have to understand he's used to being the leader of that of that team. He's no longer the leader. It's Iris now. Um, <laughs> I'm the taking that leadership role. Yeah, she's kind of taking the leadership role, especially while he was gone. Um, we yeah. also find out through therapy of the two of them that uh, Iris blames Barry for leaving. Um, you know, we all know Barry felt as though he had to go or right. all of the right. one might have been destroyed. Right. right. We right. know that. But to a woman right. who is full of emotions in that moment, she yeah. sees it as he left them. Um, he was supposed to stay there with her. Uh, she was very hurt that he decided to leave. Uh, she, I think she was more hurt at the fact that he didn't even like, add, like discuss it with her first. I think that's really what upset right. her the most. I will yeah. say this. He made a really good point, and anyone who, who's ever been in love understands that point. He was saying if he had told her that he was going to risk his life by going into the Speed Force, she right. would have asked him to stay, and he was saying he wasn't strong enough to, uh, to fight her on it. He would have stayed. He would have just stayed, right. and whatever happened to Earth-1 would have happened. Um, right. So he put himself uh, ahead of her feeling... Well, no, I'm sorry. He put the, the fate of the world ahead right. of, you know, his, his soon-to-be wife and his friends and sure. family. What do you right. want your hero to do? Um, also, let's get into the villain of mm-hmm. Kilgore, right? Am I saying that yeah, correctly? Kilgore? Kilgore. I, don't, okay. I didn't really hear how it was pronounced. So I'm saying Kilgore or Kelger yeah. or something. We start the episode with him using his powers of technology through his body to kill someone like in an elevator. Right. Yes, a technopath. Absolutely. Perfect. Um, by making the elevator speed up and down and go up and down right. really quickly and then Shook completely really dropping hard. it. Yes, yeah. and then complete. We did see something like that from Arrow last season, from one of Felicity's tech friends, um, right. where the guy was in the elevator and they thought it was like a metahuman or something. Uh, right. So it was kind of crazy to see it again on the Flash, but this time, um, instead of it just like 
slamming the guy till he died, Kilgore decided to just slam the elevator all the way down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, we see that the reason why he did that, uh, he was targeting scientists, not scientists, but tech gurus who worked with him on creating Kilgore. Um, right. Instead of uh, giving him... Episodes. Right. Instead of giving him the praise for being the one that was the mind behind it, they kind of all took um, took the credit for it, all became rich and famous. Uh, so, like all villains, he made it his, uh, his goal to seek them and kill them. Uh, I will say, I don't like how little we're starting to see of Wally uh, right. in these it's first few episodes. Uh, that's the main reason why I was hoping Barry being in the Speed Force would allow Wally a chance to kind of be that leader, be that guy. And I, I would have rather had the conflict of Wally and Barry. Like when Barry got back, Wally's already has been been the leader for this team for however long Barry's been gone. So now Barry's like, nah, I'm back. You know, I'm the guy. And then, you know, him and Wally are going head to head with that. It seems like Wally's just taking more of a backseat role. He's just whenever we need you kind of character. And I, I despise that. Uh, I love Wally. I love the, the guy who plays Wally West. I just kind of want more for that character. Um, right. Also, on a more funny note, uh, Cisco was in trouble with his Earth. What is she? Earth 21? I don't know the number. I just know it's a ridiculous number. And she's not from that. <laughs> it is a ridiculous <laughs> number. Yeah, um, Gypsy. Yes, Gypsy. He is in trouble with his girlfriend, Gypsy, who um, on one 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 day was looking to spend time with her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, but one 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 day. <laughs> yes, one 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 day. Um, <laughs> but Cisco, uh, you know, it was more important to save the day than to spend time with his girlfriend. So that right. was really funny to see them go through that. I will say this. It is going to be hilarious when her father, played by Danny Trejo, Trejo, sorry, uh, makes his appearance on The Flash. He, I think his name is Breacher, isn't it? It is Breacher, I believe. Yes, it is Breacher. Um, mm-hmm. And from the set photos that we saw a little bit of, he is supposed to be this crazy badass uh, who is the father of Gypsy. So you know Cisco's going to have some really hilarious one-liners to throw his way for Danny's character, Breacher, not to laugh at any of them. So that's going to be a really (laughs) fun thing to see. Um, But to the big splash of this episode, before I pass it to you for you to take take some hits at at the notes that you have for the episode, uh, they stopped Kilgore. Um, They put him in this max cell only for Kilgore to tell Barry... He didn't get his powers from the particle accelerator, and there are more of him coming, more people like him coming. That is very, very, very interesting, and I can't wait to see how that unfolds and how the thinker is possibly involved in how these guys got their powers. But I'll pass the floor to you, Joel. All right, so I did take some notes, very similar to how I did with Supergirl. All right, so I know the show starts with Barry uh, doing a rendition of uh, Risky Business, where he, the music's playing and he's in his underwear. That was pretty funny, a nice little homage. <laughs> um, and he's happy, you know, like that whole beginning part is like he's like really chipper, more chipper than I think we've ever seen him. He's just all 
happy-go-lucky, and he's like, he goes even to work with a smile on his face until, of course, he sees the, the mush that was uh, in the elevator, which is pretty – like, I didn't show you anything, but you just imagine how nasty it probably looked in the elevator. Um, then, of course, obviously, Kilgore, um, he, he was going after his associates, and he's a technopath. Um, Cisco gives Barry, like, this training manual for his suit, um, which he never uses because, like, I mean, not that he doesn't have the time to read it because he's the fastest man alive. Well, he could definitely read it in time. But uh, that was probably one of my biggest pet peeves, but I'll get to that. Uh, uh, Caitlin advised Iris to touch high therapy. She had to refuse at first. And then, of course, after what you just said, what you said earlier, though, uh, with Barry like, not really following through, she says, let's do it. And they go to therapy. And they have their, like you said, they had their moments where they had some tension and Iris had to like, let out her feelings. Cause she's upset, you know. He he kind of just he left her hanging, even though it's for good reason. I understand where where someone can get hurt, so you know. I, and I think Barry understood that too. Um, Cisco and and, and Gypsy, like my thing with Gypsy is, she has sim- in this show at least she has similar powers to Cisco. In the comic book, she doesn't. <laughs> she has like her powers in the comic books are like illusions and invisibility, uh, and that's what I really wanted to see from the character. But obviously, we're we're getting a, a different version of Gypsy. But maybe it's for that Earth. See, my hot take is this gypsy dies, and the gypsy from her earth, from his earth, uh, um, is alive and has similar powers to the gypsy from the comics. But that's just me. That's just, that's what kind of one. <laughs> I just want something more similar. Um, then you got um, Kilgore. When him, like when Kilgore and Flash have their little uh, one-on-one, um, Kilgore takes over Flash's suit because he's all teched up because of Cisco, and then Cisco, and then it reminded me of a lot of uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming with all the fucking tech in his suit. And I'm like, I really don't like all the tech in Flash's suit. He doesn't need all that. He even had like a moment where he looked like he had an Iron Man blaster in his hand. I'm like, that is ridiculous. <laughs> you don't need all that extra shit. And like that at all. They better take all that tech out. I don't need all that shit. Really cool looking costume too. So I mean, I really like the way it looks. I just don't. I don't think it needs all that little, all the extra shit. Um, they come up with some type of serum uh, to stop Kilgore, I believe. And of course, they stop him. They imprison him. And um, the 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 warden at the prison gave me a little sketchy of a feel because at the end when they walk away, uh, the the warden looks into the cell and kind of, kind of gives you like a smirk. So you're like. We're going to probably see this dude later, and he's involved in some capacity, or he has something up his sleeve or some shit. So I don't trust the warden at the, at the end of the when they imprisoned Kilgore. Um, the thinker, like you said, uh, was kind of happy that they kind of found him. And like I guess he got his powers not from the particle accelerator, like you mentioned, and he got it from another some other way, and we don't know how. So is it connected to the thinker? Is it like something else happened somewhere else? We don't know, and that's a really big question and there's a lot of them because when thinker put up his screen there's like 10 screens or whatever so there's a there's something there they're not telling us so i'm really excited to see where this this goes and that's really the end of my notes yeah no i completely agree with you on all that it's going to be fun to see how the thinker uh what the thinker has under his sleeve i will say this i kind of need them to improve the look on the thinker I was okay with it in that first episode because I was just like, I remember how I hated how Wally's suit originally looked, and then they right. fixed it within that same season. So I'm mm-hmm. really hoping they do that with the thinker because it looks horrible. Um, and the fact oh. that Zoom looks so awesome, reverse flash, and uh, 
Uh, who's last season's villain? Um, can't remember uh, his Savitar. name. Savitar. Savitar. How dope, mm-hmm. even though that is not Savitar in the comics, but still, mm-hmm. how dope no, that no. look was pretty awesome. I was mm-hmm. kind of hoping if you were going to go with the thinker, even though this season they should have obviously went with the rogues. We see why they didn't. Um, mm-hmm. But you could have done a lot better with the thinker than that. That looks horrible. I'm sorry. Uh, this looks really I bad. Suppo- I think it looks, it's supposed to look bad. I don't mind the look at all. Uh, I think it's, I'm not going to lie, it reminds me of uh, Dr. Octopus in Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon or the Ultimate Spider-Man comics. It kind of reminds me of that look. It's kind of weird. He mm. looks like he can't move and shit. Uh, he has these weird marks on his face. Uh, I don't mind it yeah. at the moment. I, I definitely don't hate it or anything. I just, I'm not sure what to think of it. I can't even imagine. I'm like trying to think of what his body looks like, and I can't. It doesn't like appear in my head. <laughs> I just think of the head yeah. and um, uh, the tubes coming out of it. That's the only thing I, I can like pops up in my head. So I'm gonna have to look look at a picture. But yeah, I don't I don't mind. As, obviously, I don't mind as much as you do. But who knows? Maybe he will we'll get an upgrade see. later on. We'll see how you feel around episode ten, where you've seen it uh, like week after week after week. If by that point it still doesn't bother you, which knowing you it won't, um, won't I'll yeah. let it go. <laughs> but I'm hoping I'm hoping you come around to saying, yeah, it's it's bothering me a little bit. Like, well, what's bothering you about it? Better. Yeah, what's it's bothering just, you about well, it? The main thing that bothers me about it is mm-hmm. if you know what the sinker looks like in the comics, that mm-hmm. is very doable for a live action TV show. Like the sinker isn't isn't Zoom. You don't have to put a lot of money into his, um, you know, him looking all sci-fi teched out or whatever. The sinker really right. was a guy who had a helmet on, <laughs> that he was controlling all of his his powers uh, from the helmet. So mm-hmm. the way they went with him being in like this this chair, you know what he reminded me of? He reminded me of a kind of cooped a cooped up version of Kang, and I was just like, he doesn't need to look like that. He could just mm-hmm. look regular. Like they could have used the same regular guy, put this kind of dope looking helmet on him, and just had him maybe just sit in a chair, but not yeah. necessarily be tied to the chair. That's kind of yeah, the things that bother me. You know? That's the thing, yeah. I don't know what if he's actually connected to like literally because he looks like he is. He doesn't move, fucking move very much. So I don't know if he's like stuck right. to that chair. Uh, it's possible he might have like lost his like use of his legs for all I know. He's really covered up compared to his comic book form where it's just only his head. Very. Like I've seen versions of him where it's just like like spokes coming out of his head. Like it, like it looked like yeah, co- that's what coils I'm saying. or some shit. But um, which that, is not a bad that's... look. And yeah, go ahead. You were saying. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm saying. No, no. That it looks similar to that, but more covered up, all black. He doesn't really have much color. Maybe down the line that'll change, but I mean, it's not really irking me at the moment. I actually liked it the first time I saw it. So. I mean, honestly, uh, the the reason why it's bugging me now rather than like I wait, you know, till later on is because that's the same thing I thought about Savitar. I was just like, oh, all right, well, you know, Savitar. I know what he looks like in all iterations of the comics. They'll mm-hmm. get him out of that metal walking suit Ugh. at some point. They never mm-hmm. did. And I was just like, oh, my God, why? Savitar looks nothing like that. Now, I get putting him in a suit like that was a very cool way to get Tobin Bell in there to do the mm-hmm. voice, which I will never have a problem with because I love that guy. But it was one of those things where it was just like, 
your budget could have went other places. You definitely could have just had him as a regular guy. Maybe even yeah, put like just, a, a super. You could have put like a super dope mask on him that like mm-hmm. kind of changes his voice, and still had Tobin Bell do his voice. I don't know. I'm just I'm one of those guys that like if the comics do it very simple and their version mm-hmm. of it isn't super complex. Right. Why not just follow that? Why make it super yeah. complex? But let's have it yeah, the comic we'll, costumes. We'll it's, a little, it's a little weird booking, <laughs> but yeah, I understand. Which, uh, which you know, you could have changed it up a little bit, but we do know Savitar is this guy that goes around in these long mm. pants, no shirt, no with shirt, weird looking yeah. mask on. Yeah. yeah exactly. So I mean, you could have, of course, changed that up a little bit, but I wasn't expecting him to go from. Uh, you know, a guy with a weird mask. <laughs> yeah, it's a Megatron, so a Transformer. Uh, yeah. Let's move on. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about the Flash? Oh, I did want to ask. No, you, next week. Next week we do see that um, they'll be facing a villain who has nothing but bad luck uh, right. ready for Team Flash. Yes, they have, uh, I guess she has some type of probability powers. Or- of bad luck yeah. or whatever. I think her name is uh, I forget her name exactly, but yeah, I've heard, I've, I remember hearing about this character showing up. So I look forward. It's probably gonna be a silly episode, like one of those fillers, but should be fun. Probably, but I will say this: I'm fine with um, I'm fine with the lighter tone that it's taken this season. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of people don't get this, and it's with the movies also. We hear this a lot with what we do, Joel. Uh, mm-hmm. People do need to understand. Comics back in the days, and I don't mean back in the days like the the 60s or 70s. I mean as far back as the earlier 2000s. Comics weren't always super dark, especially with these heroes. They were kind of lighthearted. They weren't always overly dark. So anytime these iterations, whether it be the movie or the TV show, decide to be lighthearted, I'm not upset with it. Um, It just depends on the character. Like, Batman doesn't have that many lighthearted moments. So if you're telling that, me you're giving me a Batman show or movie to where it's mm-hmm. as campy as The Flash is, I have a problem. Like, Arrow, there are two versions of Arrow. I don't have an issue with them deciding to go with a more brooding version of that character because there is a version of that character that is just as dark as what we've seen from the TV show. So to yeah, me, it just all too. depends on... Right, yes, exactly. To me, it all depends on the characters. So if you're telling me you want a Justice League uh, movie that's still a little dark with with the visuals, but it's a lighter tone, I'm fine with that. That was kind of some of their comics. It wasn't always super pitch dark and people were dying everywhere. So I'm okay with that. I was just curious about your thoughts with the Flash's lighter tone compared to, to last year. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, I I like it so far. I mean, it was I just, it needed that because the Flash is a lighter toned character, so I just needed him to smile more and less brooding. And last year it was a lot of it was it was deep. You know, it was a lot of shit happened, a lot of emotion. It was a big emotional season, so I understand. So it's nice to get back on the and smile a little bit more and have a little more fun with the, with the show. And that's what the Flash should be. It's, you know, we have enough with the the gritty side with Arrow, so let's just have a little more fun and not take ourselves too, too seriously on The Flash. Absolutely. And, I mean, gotten so lighthearted when Barry and Iris were in therapy. Barry was joking. Well, not joking, but he was kind of playfully saying, yeah, no, my mother died, in case you wanted to write that down. My dad, too. 
And then they just kind of going. They were going through yeah. a list of people that died. <laughs> Laurel, Laurel died. Oh yeah. Died. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's been a lot. So you know, he he's kind of he's he's moved past his parents' death. He's come to terms with it, um, and he's not as brooding as he was before. So you know, it's it's always good to see a, a character like that mature, and we have to a degree seen that with Arrow. Oliver's matured and isn't mm-hmm. as brooding as he usually is. He's been making some jokes uh, this season, and he made some last season, so he's not as mm-hmm. dark where he just looks at you and then his face is emotionless. Like, no, he's smiling more. Um, but let's not, let's not jump the gun too far. Let's go to Legends of Tomorrow. This episode definitely, to me, was the weaker of all the TV shows this week. I just I didn't really care for it. Um, we it was surrounded by um, they had a um, what is it uh, a time something anomaly? Uh, what are you talking about? Yes. So what, what they their, their code name for uh, time disruptions? They they called it. Oh something. yeah, there is a name. I, don't, I, don't, I said anomaly, but I don't think that's exactly the word they use. But I know. Yeah, I don't think that's it. Okay, so we'll say a time anomaly where. Mm-hmm. Um, Somehow, was it T.J. Barnum or B.T. Barnum? Barnum. What is it? P.T. Barnum, yeah. P.T. Barnum. Um, yeah. He somehow got himself a saber-toothed tiger. So yeah, they had real. to go there. They had to go there, <laughs> and um, the anomaly was the saber-toothed tiger. So he had to, they had to go there and get rid of the saber-toothed tiger to put time back to where it should be. Now, of course, the legends being the legend, um, things do not go that simple. So never we see does. the team it never does. We see the team attempt to somehow Ray uh Ray's new invention of shrinking things mm-hmm. oops, excuse me, uh somehow reverses and the saber tooth becomes this giant saber tooth tiger. So um <laughs> so Sarah thinks the best thing to do is to go back in time and get um Vixen, but they don't call her Vixen. They call her something else. Uh, Amaya, isn't it? And, uh, Amaya, there we go. To go back and get Amaya. Amaya, you know, being tortured with her powers, becoming uncontrolled and not wanting to hurt her people, come to help, comes to help out. Uh, of course, her and Nate. I believe it's Nate, right? Nate, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. I am horrible with names. <laughs> the only Nate, show I remember all the names for our arrow. I'm sorry. Um, yes, Nate, <laughs> the oldest. because of <laughs> yes, because it's the oldest, and I've seen it the most. Um, so Nate and Amaya have kind of some tension going on. Amaya left Nate uh, without saying goodbye uh, to make sure that her daughter, her granddaughter, I believe it was, um, didn't get wiped out of history. Uh, right. You know, so she decided to just leave him without saying anything and go back. So of course. <laughs> Once they see each other again, there's tension between the two of them. Um, the biggest thing I took from this episode, there were two huge things I took from this episode. One was a question, and then the other one was just a huge thing that we got towards the end of the episode. My first question to you is, um, do you see a scenario where Amaya dies and we get the actual, well, let me not say the actual, because technically Amaya is the original vixen, but we get the vixen from the CWC to actually become a uh, permanent member going forward, like towards the second half of the season. 
Uh, I think we will see the the C, the, the CWC vixen, the the real vixen from the comic book, Mari. Um, she will show up. I, I think I think I know that much that she will show up at some point, and they will meet face to face at some point. Um, I don't think technically Amaya could die and had still have Vixen in the future. <laughs> like you need you need her to survive if you want Vixen to be alive later. So um that's that's kinda that's that's kinda where I, I am with that. But I do think they will come face to face at some point. I'm not sure if Amaya shows up next season. Um it, it, are you saying that maybe Mari can take her place? It's possible if if this uh Yeah if this I forget her name, but the the actress uh, has a the time. I think she can obviously take her place if she needs to, um, but we'll see. I mean, we need to see more of her. We have we only seen her really in the one episode, and of course she does the voice of her on the show on the CWC show, which is pretty decent. And uh, I look forward to seeing where they take this because that, that's one of the one things about this season that I was looking forward to is seeing the the vixens meet for the first time. And she said she told Nate she went to go visit her not visit, but she wanted to go see her granddaughter in action and so she did in secret to see and that's why she went back to Zimbabwe so she doesn't ruin her birth her future birth right the great future she's gonna have I mean she's helped so many people uh you know she had to think about what would happen if my granddaughter wasn't there to save those people um, in certain situations so you know you completely understand that the other huge thing I took from this episode was I have no idea about that ending. I don't know what I saw, but I love it. I know a little it. bit. So, I know a little bit. Okay, I was just about to pass the baton to you to school me because I had no idea what I was looking at. Okay, all right. So I didn't know what to expect, but I did hear about something like this happening. Now, I don't know who the person that did it. We know magic is involved. We know that much. Magic is involved in this. Um, they revive this lady, right, that comes out of the water, right? Um, I'm like, oh shit, that's now look it. This actress hasn't shown up on on any of the live action shows yet, but she did voice a character in the Vixen show. She is, at least the voice actress is, the voice of uh, uh, Mari's sister. So that's Omaya's other granddaughter. She died uh, on uh, the on the CWC show. Uh, I think in the second season. So she's dead. So what they did is they revived her, and we don't know why. So they haven't told us that yet, but that eventually that's where they're going to get to. And that's she's going to play a, a part in this season of Legend of Tomorrow. So we're going to see Amaya's other granddaughter, who's a bad guy. That is interesting. So I'm it's, curious, do we have, did they officially come out and tell us who the main villain or villains are going to end up being this season? Or is it just like, because we know Grodd's coming. Is it just like right. they're going to run into a bunch of different villains um, I, and then stopping those villains is how they, uh, you know, uh, fix time? I don't know if any, I know there is one. I'm just not sure who exactly. Like you said, Grodd's going to show up. And like I just mentioned, Vixen's sister um, is going to show obviously show up, which she did at the end of this episode. But a lot of, again, not, unless you watch the CWC shows, and see what happened was when Vixen they did the, the one hour uh, premiere of Vixen, like they had the show on the um, I think it was during the break. I think it was like a couple weeks ago. What they did is they showed a little bit more time on the show. They did put the both seasons together. 
so they can create an hour. And they added some uh, additional footage. And in the middle, during commercial break, they had interviews with uh, with the creators, and that's how I know this information because they kind of spilled the beans beforehand. So they said, oh, she was going to show up and this and that and all that extra stuff. Oh, okay. All right. So then there we go. We we have some light shed on that because I had no idea what I was looking at. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but I am so in love with whatever this is going to be. <laughs> it looks dope. Yeah. Um, now we know why, why so, Constantine is needed too, you know, magic. Baby. Yes, yes. I, oh my God! I cannot wait for Constantine. They need to find out a way to get him to be a permanent member next season. Um, Let's see. I, I don't know who. I don't know who has to go for him to come in, but they have to figure something out. They have to yeah. figure something out. But I'm gonna pass it to you for you to go over your notes that you had for this. Okay, so legend notes. All right, so I, I used said a lot of what I already mentioned, but I'll start from the beginning. All right, so it starts with the flashback of Amaya and Nate living happily in modern day. So they were obviously, after the whole thing happened where uh, Rip told them to just go back to their lives, they all did, except for Amaya. She went to go live with Nate and hang, you know, be happy there. Um, and of, of course, she sees a news report of Vixen, uh, her granddaughter, not her, uh, saving people. And so they're like praising her, and then she—you can see that on, on her face that she kind of feels bad that she's kind of living this life, knowing that if she doesn't go back, her granddaughter is never born. So that's that's how that starts. Um, obviously, she just kind of like leaves Nate without really saying anything. So there's a little bit of tension there, like you mentioned. Um, the legends have to go find. Uh, they were looking. What they did is they were looking for different time like like one of the because it's like a mission like you go on a video game and you pick what mission you want to do that's basically what they do now they're like all right which one do we want to fix that we fucked up so they chose to go fix the the, the saber-toothed tiger with pt barnum so they go do that uh there's a little cool funny line in there i don't know if you uh if you noticed it but uh professor stein the actor um was on the titanic in the titanic movie you remember that right yes Okay, so he has a line in there because they just they just joke like maybe we should go and uh, deal with the time anomaly during the Titanic era, and he's like, I have the quote too. He said, "Absolutely not. I refuse to step foot in the Titanic, and whoever built that ship should be shot." Now, in the movie, he built that ship, so <laughs> so that's, that was funny. You know, he was responsible for building the Titanic. So it's really funny. Uh, that little, if you know the movie and you know him, so you know it was like a nice little shot at himself. So it was really funny. I like that. Um, they go do the thing with the saber tooth tiger. You're right. Ray built a little uh, device to shrink and, and grow. Um, they go pick up Amaya. Amaya has to be convinced, even though she kind of wants to go anyway. Um, it's in the late 1800s. Sarah decides she doesn't want to do the mission without Amaya. That's why she goes to pick her up. Uh, Maya's kind of in, in Zambazi. Amaya returns to Nate, uh, even though Nate is a little upset that, like, she now comes back out of nowhere and doesn't say anything. So he's kind of upset that she left, and now he's upset that she's back because she doesn't, like, tell him anything. So he's kind of, like, all upset. So what happens is he gets to the – they go and do the mission, but he gets himself drunk and starts talking shit. And he says it in front of P.T. Barnum, and P.T. Barnum's like, oh, really? And then he shows off his powers in front of everybody. So he's like, oh, shit, he's not lying. So he goes, he kidnaps them, and of course, none of them can really use his powers because um, Nate has got a hangover and can't use his powers because he just can't focus or whatever. So he has that, like, 
hangover. Uh, there's a name for it, but I can't remember at the moment. Um, then you have uh, Jax can't be Firestorm without the Professor, and then of course Ray can't be the uh, be the Adam that he wants without the suit. So they're kind of shit out of luck, and they kind of force uh, Jax and Ray to become like the conjoined the twins, and then shit like that. There's a little bit of a, a cameo by a character by the name of the Boana Beast from the comic books. Now, anybody that knows the character, you can recognize him because he's the one that well, he was a dude that was hanging out with P.T. Barnum with the Jaguar mask type of big print. He was a big stocky mm-hmm. dude. Anyway, that's like he looks like Boana Beast from the comic books. Not saying it was, they never called him that, but that's what he looks like. He looks just like that, almost to, to a T. So that was a nice little uh, uh, nod. Um, Sarah and Ava have this confrontation because she sent spies to, to like watch the legends, and so they have this big fight on the ship. Um, and then of course the ending with the mysterious figure uh, re- reviving this uh, my uh, granddaughter. Or so and I already explained that part. So yeah, that's that's basically what happened on Legends this week. I enjoyed it, but like you said, it wasn't anything to brag about, but it was definitely in, in, entertaining for what it was. Yeah, like I felt as though the other shows were just like. Huge things happen. The gifted with um, with what we know is coming next week. Uh, right. Supergirl with whatever all-out Martian war is happening on Mars. Mm-hmm. The Flash with the fact that it is just a hilarious and fun-to-watch show. Um, and then the two huge shows we're going to get into next, Gotham and Arrow, both were definitely Whoa. easily tied for the best shows this week. Um, we'll start with Gotham. We'll start with Gotham. Honestly, I never thought I could say a show after last season of Arrow would ever make me start to doubt Arrow as the best kind of primetime, not primetime, but kind of best TV show. Gotham, Mm -hmm. without a doubt, is right there. It is almost, if I get, if if Bruce has a moment at the end of the season where, (laughs) where he's in the cave and bats fly, and then Alfred mm-hmm. goes, you got to have a name, you got to have a, a code name, you know, something I can call you when you're in the field, and the bats fly around Bruce, I'm going to lose my mind, and I'll forever call Gotham the best show on television. <laughs> um, that is just a dream of mine. But eventually, you know, eventually. Gotham, eventually it'll happen eventually. I know I need it now, though. Let's get into um, <laughs> Gotham. Fun okay. episode of Gotham. I actually won't break it down myself. I'll allow you to break it down and go with your notes, and then I'll just play off of the notes that you give. Which is funny because this is the one show I didn't take notes for. God damn it! But I did. I did. Go then. I I did the beginning notes. I didn't get to finish because I had some I had stuff to do. But I do have notes for Arrow though. So, but um, Gotham. All right, so it starts. I'll start it off, and you can end it because uh, I'm gonna be all over the place. Uh, orderlies, <laughs> the orderlies at the beginning of the show, they dump Butch's body into the lake, and I, they mention even in the beginning of the episode, they mentioned that his name is Cyrus Gold, and you're like, uh, obviously that was the thing that that everyone like noticed at the end of last. That that's the one thing that stood out to me at the end of last season. Like, oh shit, that's who. Holy, and then we obviously know that. Um, and then obviously when they dump the body. They they zoom out and obviously the lake or river I'm not sure exactly what it was but it was a body of water was uh, contaminated with this chemical that you see like this con- the container but they don't it's like I mean, we don't know exactly what it is we just know it's some type of bad chemical so they dump the body in there instead of like taking taking him to wherever then it jumps to 
well, I'm not sure exactly where it jumps to, but I do know Bruce takes the knife that he, you know, fought so hard to keep. Um, uh, and he wants to, he, he thinks that the knife can kill Raish. So that's basically what he does. He kind of robs the knife from himself behind Alfred's back. And he's like, I'm going to go after Raish. And that's kind of what he does. And then Alfred freaks out and Alfred goes to Jim. And uh, he's like, Jim, this kid's going to do something stupid. I need your help. And then Jim's like, oh, you're a fuck up. And he's like, yeah, I am. And that's basically where they went from there. <laughs> they go to Blackgate. <laughs> and they go to Blackgate. And uh, they try to search around. But obviously, what we find out, uh, Bruce gets there first. Bruce gets there first, sneaks all the way in, which I'm impressed with Mr. Little Wing. Uh, he gets all the way down to, to Rachel Gould's uh, cell block or whatever because he's isolated. He goes, and he's like, I'm going to stab him. He's like, you can see that he wants to stab him, but he, he changes his mind, goes to walk away, and Rache wakes up, and he's like, you're a bitch. Basically, he calls him a bitch. He didn't really say that, but that's basically what he calls him. And he's like, and then he's like, he kind of like talks him into it. So what happened was his, or, the, or the, the, the cops or the security guards come in, and they're working for him. So they, then they're like, oh, I'll take him to the basement. So they take him to the basement. Um, not that um, somewhere in the... But when I think before that, uh, Barbara shows up. They have this little conversation, and he does something to her. Then he like touches her chest, right, and like like something goes in her, right. I forget no, exactly. He, what um, no, they put their hands against the glass, and when they oh, did, okay. it was like an elect. It was like this this feeling between the two of them, like this surge. That you could um, see the surge, like right? This, right, you could see it a little bit of the surge between the two of them. So I don't know if he was like passing something into her or right, whatever. Right. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. Right. It was a weird encounter between the two of them. I'm not really sure what that was all about. Um, so yeah, they bring the uh, little Wayne to the basement and um, Bruce and Alfred get there. Uh, they give him the runaround. Uh, they don't, they kind of, Play, they pussyfoot around, and then of course they realize these guys, these guys aren't fucking security guards. They're not working. They're working for Rage probably or whatever. At least that's what they concluded. And then they have this giant gunfight, which is pretty crazy, between Gordon, Alfred, and um, the the cops. So they eventually, uh, Jim was actually once a, a member, not a member, but he was imprisoned in Blackgate before. So he remembers that there is a pre, uh, a basement that they could probably be using. So they go check it out. Um, Bruce and Raish have this back and forth, and then Raish tells him that you're the chosen one or whatever, or you're my, um, what did he call him? My heir. Um, my heir. You're my heir. I've seen you in my dreams. You're the one that can relieve me of this. So basically what he's trying to say is, like, I want you to kill me. So, so, so you came here to do it, and I want you to do it, because you're my you're taking my place, basically, is what he's saying. So he's like, I don't want to do that, because that's not the kind of person I am, but he kind of he really gives them this whole thing. It's like, I'm going to kill you. When you get, I want to wait till you get older and I want to wait till you have a family and then I'm going to kill your your wife and your kids and then I'll, I'll kill you or whatever. And I'm like, well, that, that's a good reason to stab someone. So he turns around out of nowhere and just stabs him in his chest and Race turns into this fucking mummy. And like, we get him like really, like goes back to, you know, it's weird. It's kind of like it, it, it decomposes right in front of us. Uh, and then, of course, Bruce and Al, uh, not Bruce, Jim and uh, Alfred come in, and he already did what he did, had to do. Uh, he's upset about it, but he's also kind of relieved. So it's kind of weird back and forth there. Um, Penguin and what's your name? Uh, Falcone's daughter. Uh, I can't remember her name at the moment. I forgot her name. Just 
Anyway, his daughter <laughs> is uh, basically trying to plan something so she can. I don't really know what her her major plan is. I just think she just wants to get Penguin under her thumb in some capacity. She wants to wear him down, so she goes out of her way to get like the recipe from his like mama for the best whatever uh, Hungarian uh, meal. Uh, so, so he's like, that's that's too exact. I mean, you're fucking with me. That was that. She's like, that's not my fault, and all this extra shit. So she's trying to get into his his good side. And he doesn't really have much of a good side. He's very bitter about most things. Uh, and then there was a little, stu- honestly, it was a sweet moment between the two of them where he's limping around and he's got his foot hurt to the shit. And then she goes, gets on her knees and starts massaging his foot. And he's like, don't look at it. And he's like, no, I'm not going to judge you. And I'm like, that was kind of sweet, but I know she's doing it on purpose. And I kind of felt bad for him in that moment because I'm like, I don't know if she's legit. And he's kind of. I don't know if he even swings that way anymore because, you know, we know he kind of likes guys. But we, I don't know. Maybe he just still likes girls, too. I don't know. I don't know. I think he just wants a motherly figure in his life so he could feel better about himself. Because Penguin's just a cranky, cranky man. <laughs> then you got the Riddler. Uh, the Riddler. So the Riddler is trying to fix his brain. So he goes and tries to rob a, uh, looks like a pharmacy. Uh, and what happens is, it, there's a little confrontation between him and then whoever I forget what they call them, the pharmacy tech or whatever. Uh, it's like he's trying to find pills to make his brain work again. It does it backfires. The fucking pharmacy tech stabs him in the hand, and he just gets out of there, wraps his hand, and runs into an old friend. Now, before I get into the old friend, this was possibly one of the coolest moments I've ever had in Gotham because holy shit, Butch, the body that was dumped into the lake or river or whatever at the beginning of the episode. Comes out of the lake, he wakes up, and he's all white. Like, his face is, like, gray or white, and his hair is white. He is, again, Solomon Grundy comes to fucking life. Like, he's, he comes out of the lake. He looks amazing. He gets out. He runs into these bums on, on, the, on, the, on the side of the lake. I'm not sure how far they were. But they're listening to this fucking nursery rhyme or whatever the, whatever the Solomon Grundy song is. And that's where he gets the name Solomon Grundy. Then he steals the guy's clothes. So that's where he gets to look for Solomon Grundy. So he's dressed like a bum. And he only hears the chorus, which is Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. And that's the only thing that sticks with him. So he, call, he starts calling himself Solomon Grundy. And then he runs into the Riddler in the city. And they have this back and forth because Riddler's like, Butch, is that you? Holy God, what happened to your face? Uh, and all that extra stuff, and he looks amazing though. Did he not look good as Solomon Grundy? Yeah, is that not like I agree almost exact? I'm like, holy shit, that is amazing the way they made him. I've never thought I'd see Solomon Grundy on television, I, I mean anything because that's such a obscure, an obscure character. But he looks great. Like, but the, the I can't remember his real name, but he they did a great job with formerly Butch, uh, now Solomon Grundy, and now it looks like him and Riddler are gonna have this. Uh, relationship in terms of like he's gonna check, he's, he's technically gonna use him because he doesn't want to help him at all. But he, I think he starts the really starts to realize I can use this dude. He's fucking strong. His hands are huge, and he doesn't remember me, so he can't be mad at me. So basically, he's trying to figure out what he's gonna do with him. So they go into at the end of the episode, him and uh, Solomon Grundy now go and this it looks like a fight ring. Or at least a, a little underground fight tournament or whatever. And it looks like he's going to try to get Solomon Grundy to fight for him to make money. So they can make some money and then do what they got to do. 
But at the very, very end, we get to see a very surprised face. And who was it, Jawan, that shows up at the end? It is Lee Thompson. Thompson. God Lee. It's Lee. Yeah, Leslie Thompson. Lee Thompson. Take it from here, Jawan. All right. That was, and I was hoping you'd lead me right into it, because that was my favorite moment of last night's episode. It was just. Gotham usually sometimes gives you moments where you're just like, all right, I, all right, regardless of some spoilers that might come out from, like, these other media websites, it's just stuff that still surprises you. That surprised mm-hmm. me. I didn't see her. I thought once she got that toxin out of her body uh, last season, once Jimmy gave her the cure on the train, I thought she'd be gone for most of the season trying to reinvent herself, but in a good way. I didn't think she was going to further embrace the darkness. Um, which I love. Uh, I think that's so awesome. She looks like she's such a badass now. Uh, the lady that uh, Butch and uh, the Riddler go into, she goes, I'm going to, you know, call the nurse over, have the nurse tend to this, this big guy's wounds so we can talk business. And then yeah. the kid runs up to the lady. The kid runs up to the lady and goes, hey, hey, nurse, uh, whoever wants to see you, uh, we got somebody she needs you to tend to. And then you just see Lee slowly turn around, and it's just it's so awesome to see her back. Um, yeah. By the way, yeah. uh, the guy who plays Jim Gordon, very lucky mm-hmm. man. Uh, the lady who plays Lee is his <laughs> wife in real life. Yeah, <laughs> also, yeah. I just wanted to ben shed McKenzie. light on a few. Yes, yeah, Ben McKenzie. I just wanted to shed mm-hmm. light on a few quick things before we move into Arrow. Um, you were referring to the relationship between uh, Penguin and um, Falcone's daughter. She's pulling the equivalent to what Riddler did when he made um, Penguin think his dad was still alive, where oh, he okay. kind of made him feel like, oh, you know, that part of me isn't gone. He's still here. I still feel mm-hmm. his presence. She's trying to butter him up enough right. to where he doesn't see her coming when she strikes. So there is no love from her end. There is only, right. remember, she likes Jim, and she her does. only purpose for for coming back to town was to help Jim. She didn't care right. about power or any of that beforehand. But once Jim came, she kind of had a thing for him and was like, "Eh, if he needs help, you know, it's a good chance to kind of reestablish the family name back in Gotham, and I could maybe, you know, get with this guy." Um, so everything she's doing is to further her plan to, to drive Penguin insane enough to just completely get rid of him. But we know we know two things in this world don't die, cockroaches and the penguin. Um, yeah, man. So it's going to be a lot. It's going to be easier said than done. She'll find that out very shortly. Uh, but what the penguin has no idea of is there are, there are three different parties trying – I'm sorry, four different parties trying to see him uh his empire crumble you have falcone's daughter you have jim you have um uh the riddler and technically bruce wayne uh he was trying at some point to to bring down the penguin's whole operation so the penguin is very 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 uh you know cautious of everything i mean when he was eating that meal he had one of his bodyguards pull out a personal spoon and taste the food before him yeah. just to make sure it wasn't poison, uh, which is which is boss. That is boss <laughs> levels on a hundred. 
but yeah, you know, we will see uh, it, uh, another huge point of that episode. Uh, you forgot to mention uh, Bruce because of him feeling as though he killed Rachel Cool, which we know Rachel Cool isn't dead. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells Alfred he wants to get rid of his whole uh, vigilante right, right, system. Right, right. He, he yeah, wants to get rid of it. He goes to put it in the fireplace. Alfred tells mm-hmm. him, no, you did this for a reason, and you were right. I was wrong. I can't let you do something that you'll end up regretting. So when you decide you're ready to come back, I'll be waiting, and the suit will be waiting. So there'll be a come-to-the-light moment Bruce will have sometime down the road this season where he needs to suit back up. Um, right. So I thought that was very important that uh, Alfred wouldn't, let him he didn't stop his course to becoming batman right exactly. that was very important no. very yeah important. i completely forgot about that yeah that was the very end yes that's what happened he's like i'm gonna quit and he's like you don't quit and i mean if you want to quit you quit now but don't burn that because you, you i think you're right i was wrong i think there there's good that we can do and that's 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 how it ended and i think bruce just needs time to reevaluate things but uh, he'll be back eventually. right he has to find a way to, and we know Bruce Wayne when he gets older, uh, him juggling being Batman and Bruce Wayne, he has to teach himself to bottle in hate. I mean, this right. is a guy who, who when Jason Todd was brutally murdered, didn't kill the Joker because he found right. a way to bottle in his hate, to not let mm-hmm. the darkness ever win. So we do know there were moments of Bruce Wayne's life that were as dark as this to where he did do something that he couldn't take back. Um, But it's always been for the the betterment of the people, uh, or so he convinces himself that. So it's going to be really interesting to see how he digs himself out of this dark hole he started to put himself in. So that's going to be really fun to see how he kind of gets out of that. But, you know, I wanted to make sure we didn't forget that huge moment uh, Alfred using to save him from doing something he'd end up regretting. Um, But we're going to see a lot more of Butch as Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. Um, He just did the guy, the guy who plays uh, Grundy just did a really, really, really good job of, um, of playing Grundy. Uh, I loved him as Butch. Uh, and right. he, he did even better as, as Grundy. So it's going to be fun. Next week is going to get even even more twisted. We'll see more Grundy. We'll find out what Lee's been up to this whole time. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun next week's episode. Um, let's head into the final show of our show, um, Arrow. Wow. Word. That show had me on the edge of my seat from yep. <laughs> the opening credits all the way to the shocking ending that we had at oh. the end. So let's take mm-hmm. it from the top. I know you have notes on this one, so I I'll do. let you I completely do. go through it, and then I'll just do what I did with the, the last segment. Okay. All right. All right. Let me get start from the beginning, because I did these notes live, too. Yeah, let me just do it while I watch. Cause I, only, I saw it really just today, actually, because I couldn't watch it last night. All right. So <clears throat> so open. it opens with the press conference. Uh, Ali... Um, after what happened last week, he's been exposed. So it open like right away it opens up. He's having this press conference and he's kind of joking around. He's saying, first of all, I am not the Green Arrow. Um, it's a doctored picture and all this extra shit. He's like, you could even put Bruce Wayne's 
head on it. Is, did Bruce Wayne ever leave Gotham as he left Gotham? I don't think so, right? So, no. And there's a Bruce Wayne name drop in the beginning of this episode. That was fucking amazing. I never thought they'd use his name out loud on, on, on CW. So. By the really way, excited. By, yeah, what's up? by the way, to even further the, the, the hype of that moment, and how maybe Dane's idea of Gotham and Arrow mixing isn't as crazy as we, we'd like to think it would be. Um, Gotham, the, the, the actual show, went on Twitter, and they retweeted that clip of Oliver saying Bruce Wayne's name. And then they, mm-hmm. <laughs> they retweeted it saying, nope, Bruce Wayne's always been in Gotham. And then they did like the smiley face. So I'm like, ah, I love how you two are kind of like acknowledging each other. This is so awesome. Maybe we can get, like, a team up down the road. Yeah, I still don't want them two shows to mix. I would rather have Gotham be its own thing and it be and there be a Gotham and, and Bruce Wayne on the CW world separately. Like, I want an older Bruce Wayne <laughs> to be with that green. I, I understand uh, that. The only reason only reason I don't hate it is because I just love David as, as Bruce Wayne. I think he's just – he fits what I'd want Bruce Wayne to be. And I just yeah, but love he just to hit see puberty. him older I just, I just interact with. Batman. I know, but I mean, I you got to think of it. <laughs> How old are you looking for Batman to be? It's like mid twenties to late twenties. Oh yeah, or, then, yeah. Or, I'm, or I'm not talking about. No, <laughs> if we stick with mid twenties, David in real life is only Six, 18, 19. 18. He's sixteen. He's eighteen. He's eighteen. And so he's sixteen on the oh, show. Okay, right. I'm about in real life. Yeah, in real life, he's like 18. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Anyway, anyway, they've acknowledged Bruce Wayne. He exists in that world, uh, and that's fucking awesome. Um, so the FBI uh, seems to be investigating Ollie. He goes back to his office, and then an FBI agent in there. So they, came, they seem to be looking up uh, at how true this is. Uh, they're on to him, as they say. Um we got some insight as to what they do. Uh, we got some insight into what Team Arrow does for money. Like, we know Ali's the mayor. We know um, what Dinah does, and we know what Dinah's a cop, and we know, um, what's his name? Um, Wild Dog's character's name in, real, in the show. Uh, crap. Why can't I think of his name? Yeah. Uh, I know, R- Renee. Renee, right? Renee, Renee, there we Renee, go. Yeah, Renee, yeah, Renee. He works with I, I forget what exactly what his job title is, but he works with Lance. Um, but well, we don't. Over the Thea. others, we don't. He took over Thea's job. Remember? Thea? Right. Yeah, okay. So remember in the first Thea. episode back? The first episode back, mm-hmm. he wrote a letter for Oliver, and he goes, "Wow, this okay. is like really good." And, he, and they were like, "We didn't know yeah, you could yeah, write." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, right. you know, we didn't know you could read." I'm actually smart, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, so he did. He took over her. Okay, so that's basically what he does. But we also got some insight into what uh, Felicity's been doing, uh, what Curtis has been doing, even Diggle. So I, during the during the episode, we got a little insight because we got to know that uh, Felicity technically has been living off of what the money she made off of the uh, Palmerton before she got bought out. So she's been living off of that money all that time. And then you have Curtis is doing freelance coding on the side, uh, making money like that. And Diggle's been living off his wife. What a freeloader. Um, <laughs> that's how that went. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, then uh, it goes to like there's a press conference for a deal with Vortex, uh, a company from uh, Markovia. Seems like a, a big deal for them. So uh, while they're, during that little press conference, I think a press, the press was invited to this little thing that they had, um, this joint venture. They get attacked by this mysterious group that turns out to be the Bratva and Anatoly. So and they kidnap the the the, the, the guys from Markovia. So Ali suspects that Anatoly is the one that leaked the image. Um, after that, William gets uh, got gets into a fight at school, gets kind of beat up. Ali has this this moment with him where he kind of gives him advice and he's trying not really not trying to hear it. And they have a, a couple times during this episode, him and William have like a one on one, and there's a lot of back and forth where he kind of like like he doesn't like the fact that he's always gone. He doesn't want him to die because it's just gonna, it's going to make him, he's going to leave him an orphan. Like he doesn't know mom. And if you die, you're like, I have no dad. And I understand where the kid's coming from. And I understand where Ali's coming from. So there's, there's going to be more to that down the line for sure. Um, Team Arrow gets where the Anatoly of uh, Anatoly's location. And they set out, they recover all the hostages except for one. Um, Anatoly keeps that one for himself. <laughs> Weirdly enough. Uh, and, <clears throat> They revealed the uh, hold on. They recovered all the hostages except one. And until reveals he's been exiled from Russia by the Bratva because of his relationship with Ali. So what he does is he attacks Ali. So he shows that he and so he proves him wrong and he affects the one dude with a virus. Um, the team obviously finds a cure for the virus. Dinah confronts Diggle about his jitters, like like why he keeps like freezing during uh, during their fights and all that. Uh, Diggle reveals he was hit by a shrapnel and has degenerative nerve damage. That is absolutely not good. <laughs> like degenerative means it's only going to get worse. Um, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> tell, uh, he tell he tells Diana to keep it a secret. Um, she does for the time being. FBI want the FBI want to interrogate William and Ali's not having it. Team Arrow finds Anatoly. Ali attempts to save the hostage by shooting an antidote into him, but then Anatoly shoots the motherfucker anyway. Um, <laughs> Anatoly obviously reveals that Ali, um, to Ali that he did not leak the image, that he's not a bad dude. He's just he had to make, he had to prove some shit, that he had to do some shit, but he wasn't going to like trying to, he wasn't trying to ruin his life or anything. That picture was not his. At least that's what he says. Uh, it was revealed that the photo that was leaked, um, was a doctored photo after all. So he wasn't lying in the beginning when he said it was a, it was, it was Photoshop because, um, Curtis and, and Felicity realized that it was a doctored photo. It wasn't a real photo of him with his hood off. So, Ali, we made fun of him last week. Like, why in the world would you take your fucking hoodie off and your mask in the middle of, like, like the street out of nowhere? Because we don't know exactly where the figure is taking, but we were making fun of him last week for that. Because they do have a tendency to do that sometimes. But it looks like that was, an, obviously, a doctored photo was not real. And but the FBI is still not having an agent Watson. I believe her name was still like I don't I don't I think that's bullshit. I think you really are the Green Arrow and Ali's like uh, well, <laughs> I got proof that I'm not <laughs> at least not the picture. Um, right. After speaking with Dinah, Diggle agrees that he should tell Ali about his injury. Uh, then it goes back to Ali and William having their one on one that he promises to be a father. Ali asks Diggle to become <laughs> at the very end of this episode. Ali. Asks Diggle to take over for him as the Green Arrow as he wants to spend more time with his son and he doesn't want to put himself in harm's way any longer because he wants to be a better father and doesn't want to have his son become an orphan. Um, yeah. And and 
but Diggle at the end just shakes his hand and doesn't tell him about being fucking hurt. So uh, Diggle could barely do his job as Spartan, but now Ali wants him to take over as the Green Arrow. There's going to be some issues there. <laughs> so that's that's all my notes. Yeah, um, honestly, and the reason why that ending was uh, was very important to me was is because I think we all thought Thea was going to end up being the reason why Roy comes back. I right. now disagree. I think after next week, when Oliver finds out that Diggle can't cut being the Green Arrow because of his 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 health issues, mm-hmm. um, he still is gonna not want to be the Green Arrow. Into which he then reaches out to Roy and tells him, "Hey, I might need you back, man." Right. And I think you know he'll he'll have a conversation with Roy, tell him about Sia, and then Roy comes back. And you know replaces Oliver for however long. So I mean, and the one thing about Arrow that I'm loving, but I'm starting to get a little frustrated with, we still haven't seen who any of the villains are going to be this season. <laughs> like none That's of them. True. Uh, That's so true. <laughs> so it's driving Playing me crazy. But we do know, right? So we do know whenever they decide to show us <laughs> the villains, that will be when Oliver uh, has to suit back up and reclaim the mantle as the Green Arrow. But it's going to be really crazy. And honestly, I'm going to give Dan a lot of credit. Now, a lot of people are going to say it was obvious, but not a lot of people thought it was that obvious. Dane's been saying it looks like Dinah and and Diggle might end up being something. Um, I do believe that Diggle's problems are more than just his his, uh, physical health. I think him right. and Lila have been on the out. We've seen we've seen the uh their roller coaster of them coming back to each other and then because of Lila's ties with Argus, them separating from each other. They they don't mm-hmm. share the same beliefs that they thought they once did and he just doesn't like who she's becoming. Um so I could definitely see an angle where he separates from her and, you know, starts to date Dinah. Um, we don't uh, want it. None of us want that. Um, no, I definitely We kind of would like Oliver to be with her, but we know that's yes, not going to happen. Eventually. So I think eventually, we have to get... eventually. It depends on how many seasons they go. If they go nine yeah. seasons, then yeah. <laughs> then yeah. yeah. Well, we know um, at I least there's one more. Yeah, I believe they already got agreement for another season, but I mean, other than that, I'm not really sure. Yeah, so we'll see. Right. <laughs> Outside of that, we don't know. And unless last season they feel – I mean, not last season. Next season they feel like could be their last. I doubt mm-hmm. they drastically change the course of their direction between Oliver's love interests. Yeah. Well, we got to see how this season so, plays out. So. Right. Right. Absolutely. But from what we, we've seen somewhat already, mm-hmm. we can assume – they're probably going to have Oliver back with Felicity. Yeah, that's kind of where they are at the moment. Right. Um, but I did want to mention um, Diggle does look pretty cool as the Green Arrow and we that we saw in the uh, the trailer for next week. But right. um, back to the villain talk. I know Rich – is it Rich the Dragon? Richard Dragon. <laughs> Richard Dragon. The dragon. Sorry. Yeah, Richard Dragon. <laughs> Richard Dragon. I don't know why Richard I said Richard Dragon. Dragon. <laughs> Rick. It's like Puff. Puff is his cousin. <laughs> Puff. 
Um, no, I can't wait to see him. I'd like the first look at him. Um, but we know he's not the only villain this season. So I'm just curious, excuse me, maybe next week, but Mm -hmm. these first two episodes, they just keep giving us run of the mill villains till we get Mm -hmm. to that point to where we see the actual villains that we're going to be getting this season. So my question is, who do you think? I didn't see the trailer for next week, so I'm not even sure what's going to happen. I got to see the trailer. No, all they showed showed for the trailer for next week was the team saying they don't think Diggle's, uh, uh, Wild Dog was saying Diggle's going to end up getting them killed. Um, Right. And then it just shows, it just shows some shots of Diggle as the green arrow and a couple action in a couple action sequences. And that was about it. So we don't get a villain reveal in that trailer. Um, right. So I'm just curious, who do you think will be the first villain out of the villains that they said we'd be getting this season? The first villain we'll end up seeing. Um, maybe Richard Dragon. I hope Richard Dragon. I don't. I'm not. I, we still haven't seen Vigilante yet. I don't. I don't think he's a villain though. More of a rival. Nah. Um. Yeah. More of a rival and an anti-hero. Right. Right. Exactly. Like the Punisher-esque type of character. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, aside from Richard Dragon, and we know that he's gonna probably form some type of team of his own. Um. I don't know. Black Siren is another villain that's in this, this show so far. I'm, I'm not really sure what other big villain is going to pop up aside from him. Um, I don't know unless an oldie, but a, but a goodie comes back at some point. But who knows? We'll see. I'm not. I told. I'm, I I'm not. I'm not sure at the moment. Yeah, honestly, I'm not either. It's a toss up. Um, very rarely do we get in these superhero shows outside of maybe season one of Arrow. Uh, because the villain wasn't made known toward, till towards the end of the season. Um, but very rarely in these shows do you not see the villain within, like, the first right. few episodes. And a lot of people uh, thought that only... Tommy was the villain at the, in the first season because they yes. they played with us, man. They played us. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. Now, to be fair, we're only two episodes in, so it's not like we're ten in and we still don't know who the villains are. So right, right, right. it could be a little premature. But the last few seasons of most of all these shows, we kind of had an idea or we kind of seen the villain within the first few episodes. Right. They've only alluded to him so far. Right. Right. They've only alluded to him. With Black Siren, um, the the guy who helped her out is obviously the villain and the guy that leaked the picture is obviously the villain. So that's all we know so far when it comes to him. That's it. And honestly, I don't have a major issue with it. I I I don't have an issue with the fact that we haven't, haven't even him yet. noticed it. That, that's at least that that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's how good the show has been. That you you're just sitting there, and you're just like, eh, whatever. We'll see him. We'll see him when we see him. We just love yeah. we just love the direction of the season so far. Yeah, it's a good um, show. So yeah, it's a great show. So I'll, I'll ask this before we wrap up the show: If okay. you had to pick one show out of the four or five we did um, tonight, which had the better episode? Only one. You can only pick one. Only one. Fuck. Um, oh, which is the best of the five? I think I enjoyed this week at least. I've enjoyed, I think I enjoyed Gotham just a little bit more than the rest because of how impressed I was by the look of Solomon Grundy. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think right this week I'm gonna go with, with Gotham. 
Yeah, and listen, it, it, it's a win-win for you because, I mean, yeah, really. all the shows are pretty good this week, uh, so really, it's not yeah. a bad thing. I'm going to go with Arrow for the simple fact of I said last year that mm-hmm. I thought it would be amazing if they went a route of a female cop being like the new lead detective or something along those lines mm-hmm. being who tries to take Oliver down, kind of like how we got from the Dark Knight uh, Returns um, mm-hmm. from that animated movie. I, I just always, right. from seeing that animated movie, I, I thought that'd be so perfect for the Arrow. Um, mm-hmm. And when we actually got it with this new uh, FBI agent, I was just like, freaking perfect. There's going to be a point this season where Oliver's doing something on his where, where Oliver's doing something on his own, and after he's done with whatever he's doing, he's going to stand mm-hmm. somewhere, take off his hood, and kind of like be talking to Felicity, and turn mm-hmm. around, and that agent will be there. And it's just going to be so fun to see how this season plays with the idea of that agent could pop up at any moment. Um, you know, she could pop up at Oliver's old campaign place True. and maybe investigate that a little bit and find the, the hidden layer down there. There's just so much mm-hmm. they could do with that, and I, I've, I've always loved the idea of it. So I give the slight edge, and it's literally a slight edge to Arrow for that, um, even though Gotham definitely was a great show this week. Yeah, um, I, I just gave it to Nod because of the... The Solomon Lundy just looked so so good. <laughs> I was just so impressed. Yeah, yeah. I can't blame you for picking it. Did you want to close it out, Joel? A few closing statements. Uh, yeah. I mean, these shows have only. Got, I mean, they've gotten better. I mean, I know some, this is not for everybody. Uh, like, not everybody's a big into Supergirl, Flash, Legends, Arrow. It's just not for everyone. Gotham. I know a couple people that don't like Gotham and they can't get into it. And um, These are, I think the f- first thing people need to remember is a lot of these shows are network shows. Uh, they're going to go on very long. So you're going to have those seasons that are, they're going to drag out. Some of these episodes are going to be very tedious because they're just going to be fillers. Just like when you watch, I know some people don't watch anime, but if you do, you know there are filler episodes and these shows tend to have that. And so you're just going to have to live with it and um but they are comic book shows i'm like these shows are way better than some of the shows that we had when we were younger so this is heaven for me right now so if not your thing it's not your thing but uh, like this is a great time for us uh in this world it's just so and it's not over i mean i'm not a huge fan of what they're doing with inhumans but we're definitely going to get the inhumans at some point and we'll discuss what we liked and what we didn't like if we like anything at all um We'll discuss when Agent Shield comes back. So there's just so much to discuss. It's when Titan finally shows up. There's just so much TV. Legion. Legion. Oh, Legion was so amazing. So, like, there's just so much yeah. TV to talk about now in our geek world. And there's other shows being made when Black Lightning comes out. And then we heard recently about um, they're working on Project 13 on CW. So I'm like, they're just pulling shit out their ass in the DC universe. So that's just, that's their universe. So they're just going to keep plucking. I'm really excited. Yep. <laughs> and it's, it's a great time to be a geek. So that's, that's, those are my final words on that. Yeah, no. And I completely agree with you to anyone who doesn't like these shows because they feel as though there's too many fillers. I would say to them, you must not be comic book readers because the comics (laughs) are nothing but fillers. Um, Like, sorry to ruin this for you, but most comics don't have the good guy beating the bad guy in the very first book. It's usually kind of drawn out. That's yep. how they get you to buy issues. Um, so, arcs. you know. There's like seven issue arts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and 
what cracks me up is most of the people who say they don't like um, these shows because, you know, they drag too much stuff out are the same people who love Dragon Ball Z. And Dragon Ball Z would spend most of an episode... Dragon Ball Z was most of an episode just talking. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. talking. Charging. Ah, a lot of screaming. Ah, yeah, a lot of screaming. So, I don't, I don't know. These people well, are weird. They, they're just weird to me. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it took Goku six episodes for one spirit bomb. So, I don't want to well, hear no. about fillers. Very frustrating. That's uh, what I'm saying. Anime fans yeah. understand. They should understand. If you're yeah. an anime fan, you they understand should. fillers. They should. Anime is nothing but fillers. Literally nothing but fillers. Like Naruto's the last season, episodes, the first, the first Naruto, the last season was all fillers. All fillers. It was yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree, man. But we had another successful week. Um, Dane wasn't feeling well, so he couldn't join us. But he will be back next Friday. Um, and I'm sure he'll be really excited to talk nothing but uh, Arrow and Flash and especially Gotham. He'll want to add in his thoughts for Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you guys Arrow. tune in to – yes, and Arrow. Make sure you guys tune in to us this Sunday for Geek Vibes Live. Um, it's going to be a really fun episode. We're going to talk a lot of movie news. There's a lot of stuff to discuss. And so stay tuned because we will be having some exclusive interviews with John Wesley Ship coming up and Aaron Richards um, from Gotham. So stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Uh, So we'll see you same time, same place, Geek TV, next Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. See you guys then. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.